0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Ranamick. was your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. A great show. Like I always say, we're going to have a great show. How are all my peeps doing today? I trust you're all great and doing fine. Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. She says, Afternoon, PDR Passi. Alistair Waters is in the house. I'm seeing Alistair for the second time of the day. So you made it, my dear sister. You made it. Of course, the one and only Robert Roberto, Robert Davenport is in the house. Robert Davenport 2? Or is it 3? I think it's Robert Davenport 2 is in the house. Welcome aboard. You're here early today. And then we have second instantiation of uh, El Senor Paul Fleming Sr. How you doing, Brother Paul? Great to see you in the house. May Wood is also in the house. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain is in the house. Great to see all the wonderful people. AVQ, how are you doing? Did you give us an update? Let's see. Let's see what's your update brother brother uh Rudnan? we need an update you got to keep us posted how's the leg doing all right anyhow rudden has started with his good old news story so let's go ahead and get busy carl cox is also in the house hello carl cox welcome aboard never fear i agree with you sir never ever ever fear all right East Idaho News. Scientists say Great Salt Lake will disappear in five years without massive emergency rescue. The report's authors called on the legislature to support the efforts while simultaneously putting in place longer solutions that would allow reduction in water use. If the drought persists in the West, a climate scientist suspect will reach a stable level and in inflow would require water cuts of 50% of the Great Salt Lake watershed. Wait a minute. I, do we use any water out of Salt Lake? That is too salty to use. Please, enlighten me. I didn't know we took water out of there to do anything with it. Let me know why. I don't know. I, I don't have the answer. Michael Rone said, life science. Utah's Great Salt Lake is on the verge of collapsing would and could expose millions to arsenic laced dust. Yeah, that's when it dries up like we had in the uh, Lake Salton in, uh, in California. Uh, let's see. Scientists say excessive water use is to blame, with 74% of diverted lake water being used for unsustainable agricultural practices. A team of 32 ecologists and conservationists say the lake lost 73% of its water and 60% of its surface area in area uh, since 1850, and is facing unprecedented danger. Without emergency measures to add an additional 326 billion gallons of water to the lake per year or enough water to fill 500,000 olympic swim pool it could pass the point of no return by the end of 2024 scientists and conservationists pin the blame squarely on excessive water used by the region alfalfa and hay farmers which takes 74 of million i didn't know that you could grow that stuff in salt water i guess i learned something every day the American Southwest mega drought is about to claim yet another victim in Utah as the Great Salt Lake. Oh, today's your Salt Lake Day, Mr. Rudnan. Uh, up within five years' time, it is mismanagement of Utah's watershed isn't properly addressed with immediate and complete ending of two unsustainable agricultural farming, alfalfa and hay farm. Within this year, they'll be on the path of no return. All right, got that. Truth out Republicans vote to revoke iris funding which would raise deficit by 114 billion dollars they can't do it because it's it won't get signed but they're trying i think we let them vote on it i want them to vote on all these crazy bills because we can say hey guys you see how crazy these guys really are that is where we need to go and i think we are going there um Let's see what else it says. House Republicans held the first vote with their new majority on the bill slash over $70 billion from Internal Revenue Service funding that was pegged to allow the agency to go after wealthy cheats. Republicans have specifically targeted the IRS funding with Democrats passed in last year's Inflation Reduction Act, proposed cutting nearly 90% of $80 billion, including the Democrats passing recoup some of the budget deficits that the agency has suffered at the hands of Republicans over the years. The bill passed on party lines. With 221 to 2010, Democrats in the Senate have vowed not to take up the bill, and the White House vowed the president wouldn't sign it. He would veto the bill. All right, Macaroni, last one. Uh, the Office of Management and Budget wrote in a statement of administration policy in a firm way for the administration to state its official stance on this legislation. Far from protecting middle class families or small business, H.R. 23 protects wealthy tax cheats. At the expense of honest middle class taxpayers with their, uh, with their first economic legislation of the new Congress, House Republicans are making clear that their top economic priority is to allow the rich and the multi-billion dollar corporations to skip out on their taxes while making it harder for ordinary middle class families and pay their taxes they owe. That's their agenda, not lowering costs or cutting taxes for the average American worker, which is very, very true. Sadly, sadly, they don't look at the policies that would help regular American citizens. Republicans are, last one from Radnet. Republicans are sure good at making up issues, convincing conservatives that there's a problem, pretending that the problem affects average American citizens. But it doesn't. Yes, of course not. The, the tax system doesn't affect us. But you know what else they're, they're doing? There's a report that came out that says gas stoves, we need to think about whether we should in the future uh, kind of ban it because it uses natural gas. Electric stoves are more efficient. I, I just learned that. I thought gas stoves were more efficient. It turns out electric stoves are more efficient. Uh, so so I read. And then, I you know, we boil water in this um, canister, Right. And if you take a look at how it operates, when you boil the water, the, the water encompassing the whole heat and bulb. So there's no escape of heat except through the water. Pretty ingenious. I, you know, I was trying to think, is that really more efficient? Actually, it is. The gas stove, the heat goes in all over the place. This one, the heat was concentrated. All right. Continuing, continuing, continuing. Let's see what we got here. Uh, uh, let's see. My friends, Egberto, you don't see my comments on Twitch. I mentioned I'm doing how I'm doing errands that took me an hour uh now take me two hours surprise i'm here on time today well you know we love you michael that's why you're here that's why you're here but no i guess the twitch um email didn't come over in time because um i didn't see that message at all at all at all uh oh yes I, i see it now i see it yes i do see it okay What else have we got here? Egberto Willis, I split two issues into six comments. Two articles followed by commentary on them. Might be a bit much. No, no. I think that's an important subject. It's fine. Paul Fleming says, my wife prefers bacon in a gas oven. Okay. You know, I don't know. Well, I don't bake, so I don't know the difference. Alistair Waters says, hi, Melanie, May, Robert, Paul, Yvette, Carl. I love it. We got a family here. Anyhow, folks, subject of the program today is... Uh, Carl Cox says, Hi, Alistair, as well. Subject of the program today is, I forget. No, I don't forget. I just want to be able to read it correctly off of my uh, Daily Coast because it's also playing at Daily Coast. So, the subject of the title of the show today is Minnesota Governor Gives Democrats Marching Orders and Maryland Governor We Are the Patriots and Larry Summers on Crypto. All right. I've not had gas cooking for over eight years according to alistair waters at first it was my preferred but now i can go either way Uh, rudnan says as it comes to electric stoves versus gas stoves it all matters where the electricity comes from coal-fired power plants are dirtier than fracking same problem with evs until we get off of coal true and e2247 says hello relatives Today's visit will be the greatest ever. I love you, 2247. You always bring up the day. And Maywood says, they also forgot or ignore the need to invest and the need of maintenance. Of course, we need to invest in people. All right, let's get busy with the first video. It's about the governor of Maryland asserting his patriotism and taking second fiddle to absolutely nobody. So let's go ahead and get busy and talk to the governor. Too often, Democrats cede uh, nationality, they cede citizenship, they cede, uh, Christianity, they seed religion They seed all these things uh, Patriotism to Republicans For no good reason, right? Because some of the most unpatriotic people that we have Are those people who don't want to pay taxes That keep our economy going That keeps our systems going They don't want to help others, etc, etc, etc And we seed patriotism to those guys We should never do that The real patriots are progressives People who want to move this country forward. That's why I love the way Westmore, Moore, the new governor of Maryland, and remember, Maryland flips its governorship from Republican to Democrat. It, I, I love the way he handled this question from uh, Dana Bash. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side.
1: In fact, we're focusing on policies that can make their lives better.
0: During your campaign, you said that the idea of patriotism has been co opted by Republicans. What do you mean when you say that? And how do you change it? You know,
1: I, I love this country and I have fought for this country and I will keep on fighting for this country. And I know that I come from a family of patriots uh, where I come from a family of ministers and school teachers and, 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 and operating engineers and people who built this country with their hands. And I define patriotism uh, when, I, when I left my family And I deployed with the 82nd Airborne Division to Afghanistan, wearing the uniform of this country. I am a patriot. I was raised by patriots. And I refuse to let anyone lecture me about what it means to be a patriot, particularly when their definition of patriotism was helping to storm a capital on January 6th. And I think we need to be aggressive on this, that our country is worth fighting for. But fighting for your country does not mean hating half of the people in it. And when we talk about patriotism, it means an ability to be able to lift everyone up, to fight for each other, to believe in each other, to believe that our country is great because we are inclusive. And so I think it's incredibly important. we saw that in the state of Maryland where we ran on that and we saw overwhelmingly that Democrats, independents, and Republicans, and Republicans believed in our vision about what it means to be a patriot And we will stand by that and continue to lead with that as our foundation.
0: What he did there was very important. He's uh, he's he served in the military like many other progressives have. And one thing he wanted to say as well is we are not going to any longer. Seed patriotism or all of these issues to Republicans, because most of the times those Republican leaderships, they are patriots in name only. When things don't go the way that they do, they show their lack of patriotism. Let's look at January 6th. Let's look at how they don't want to pay health care costs for their fellow man. They look at how they don't want to do the things that are necessary to move society forward again, like Westmore did let them have it point out the hypocrisy let it be known that the moral who the moral ones really are absolutely so take second fiddle to no one all right let's see going back to the chat deborah Myers is in the house she says i also used to like gas best but have had electric for a long time and haven't had any complaints uh let's see bruce pollard is in the house he says howdy uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, E2247 says, pushed through a set of radical House rules for the 118th Congress, which greatly limits the OC's ability to combat corruption and provide transparency uh, to our constituents. I believe strongly in restoring the public's trust in our government and democracy. That is why I voted against the resolution. Please know that I will continue to work hard until everyone, including numbers of numbers members of Congress, Play by the rules. I agree. Uh, Alistair Waters says, Westmore is a really good person. Yes, he is. Uh, when, and you know, he's Caribbean too, man. We share a little bit. I'm Caribbean Latino. He's Caribbean uh, AA. All right. I voted. Okay, let's see what's good. Uh, Deborah Meyer says, Pino. Pino Grigio. Pino. Pino stands for pine. But I think you mean in name only but I don't know what the P stands for. Did I miss something? All right. In GOP in the House rules, get an office of congressional ethics. Thank you. Uh, Oppose any attempts to weaken office of congressional ethics. Gotcha. All right. Late but here, peeps. But MCP. we we knew you're going to be here. We know it's a tad bit late, but you're here, which is all that matters. Uh, Eric Hayes is in the House now. He says, oh my God, hypocritical is the... Hypocritical is the current administration and classified documents. No they or not, two different issues, but I don't expect you to get that. Uh, Let's see, Krakow says, show me a conservative politician, I'll show you a tax cheat. Michael Rudnick says, what is patriotism to me? A desire to improve our nation. It's why I keep pushing for the infrastructure investment, living wages, Medicare for all, etc., methods by which we would tangibly improve our nation. Bonito, hermano, bonito, 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 bonito. All right, Eric K says you must pay attention as the truth costs forty-four billion dollars. I know you want to say something, there, Eric, but I'm not sure what it is. Do you don't want me to give my my Jimmy Court, Jimmy Court, my my um impersonation in imper, of uh you know brother. Collins, uh, what? Clinton? No, you don't. All right. Uh, 47,409 letters sent just like mine, but we need millions of letters. Daily calls and send. Let's see what your letter says. Sign and. Okay, let's put that on the screen. This is from Brother uh, E2247. And what I'll do is I'll put the link in here as well. Uh, let's help out. There you go. Sign and send a petition to Congress. Oppose any attempts to weaken the Office of Congressional Ethics. And there it is on the screen. Oh, I should probably put it on the screen. Oh my God, my God, my God. I got something going that I should. There we go. There we go. You know, every now and then you screw up. Uh, and that is the letter on the screen. All right. Any more? Egberto Willis, $44 billion. It's so, it's, is it true? I don't know what you're talking about. $44 billion? For what? Para que me estás diciendo Eric, uh, Paul Fleming says it's worth less than half. All right. Let's see. Okay. So I put the link in the thing for people to sign up. I'll sign it up later. I'll sign that up later, folks. All right. Did you write that one? Is that one of your uh, um, diaries, sir? Brother E2247, is that your diary or is that somebody else's diary? Because we want to, everybody who reads this to give him a, a, a hands up. All right, uh, what time is it? 21, I'm going to wait a little bit before I play the last video. I only have two videos, so let's go ahead and, no, no, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I will go ahead and play this video, and then we'll have some more later. So let's go. Democrats are in control of both houses in uh, Minnesota and the governorship belongs to Tim Walls, a Democrat as well. And uh, I, I, I wanted you to listen to this because uh, Governor Walz is bold. And what he's asking Democrats is, don't think puny. Don't think uh, maybe we should kind of compromise before we need to compromise. Think big and get things done. Listen to what the governor had to say. More Democrats need to think like him and B uh, as assertive. I I have some additional progressive uh, policies that I would want to put out probably more so than uh, most governors that get elected. But again, this guy shows that he's willing to go out there and get things done. Listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side.
2: In Minnesota, the Democratic Party now controls both chambers of the state's legislature. And so Governor Tim Walz is asking his fellow Democrats to, quote, think big when it comes to voting issues and other reforms the party is hoping to put into action. And so joining us now, Democratic Governor of Minnesota, Tim Walz. Governor, it's an exciting time for Democrats in Minnesota. First time in eight years you've controlled both chambers. So how do you plan to use this new power?
3: Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you for having us. I think we're going to use it to improve the lives of Minnesotans. They spoke very clearly in this election. Uh, One of the things here we're very proud of in Minnesota is we rank at or near the top in voter turnout in every election. And protecting that access to the ballot with, uh, you know, automatic voter registration, pre-registration for our 16- and 17-year-olds, felon restoration of voting rights, and then finally being able to use some of the federal money. We've been stopped by Republicans in the Senate from using the HABA money to Help America Vote Act. And so I think moving to protect that ballot and then moving on to things that people saw are under threat, reproductive rights, abortion uh, access for women. And then we're going to make historic investments in education to to make this the best state in the country to raise your family and have a child. So those are things that I think folks spoke clearly about. And it's not, you know, about Democrats having power and doing whatever we want. It's moving things forward that people ask for that have been stalled. So it is an exciting time.
2: Governor, the headline of The New York Times article says, that Democrats are going on the offensive with voting rights in Wisconsin. How specifically do you plan to go on the offensive?
3: Yeah, and I think you see this, as I said, Minnesota has a long tradition, bipartisan tradition, by the way. We don't fear the voters. They vote and however they vote, we respect that. We've seen this attack on voting rights, attack on our elections, have an incredible uh, Secretary of State and Steve Simon that keeps Minnesota as safe, uh, fair elections. Uh, So we need to make sure, as we see across the country, rolling back of this, you know, states around us, you know, making it difficult for people to get water while they're voting. It's it's ridiculous to people here. So I think, again, we have same day registration, but we need to pre-register. Everybody's there. We need to make sure that it's easy to vote. We need to make sure we have more access, as I said, using some of those federal dollars and our state surplus to make sure that we have plenty of voting places for people to vote. And we know that vote by mail is secure and safe. And when you're in a state like Minnesota, the weather's unpredictable, as we've seen across the country, um, just things to expand access to the ballot, letting people vote, and um, however they choose to vote, that is their right to do. Um, But this idea of we're seeing across, you know, in other states where there's this attempt to make it more difficult to vote, in Minnesota, we want to make it as easy as possible. We know our elections are safe, secure, and fair, and we're going to lean into that, codify that, and put up a firewall, because uh, this attack on voting rights is attack on the basic core of democracy, and it needs to end.
2: I absolutely agree with you, Governor Walsh. This is Eddie Glaudin and you say you want folks to go big. Now, what is the lesson you're going to what is the lesson you're sending to the National Party? We know that voting rights is stalled uh, in the House of Representatives. The John Voting Rights Act uh, hasn't been able to have haven't been able to do much with that. So what are you saying to the national party leaders as you go big in Minnesota around the voting rights issue?
3: Yeah, and I, I say that I had the privilege of serving for a dozen years in Congress with John Lewis and many conversations about this. Uh, went with John Selma and, and, and listened to some of those Things and understanding. This is a critical time in our nation's history, and we've watched people erode that uh, that basic right. I think now, if we can't get it federally, states need to take the lead. We saw that with the decision on Roe. I don't think the Supreme Court is done, and I think now we have an opportunity with folks who care about the democracy, care about access to abortion, care about public schools, care about union organizing. Um, we need to use this as an opportunity. If there's any things Republicans have taught me, you know, we have a, a slim majority here in the Senate, but Republicans always told me a one vote majority is a majority um, and and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying now is Democrats who care about this and this isn't about we're going to make this state uh, more hospitable for people to come here and teach if they want to come and teach uh, to start businesses we have a we have a, a strong business climate this isn't about some strange ideology that we have these are basic American tenets of access to the vote access to public education access to make your own health care decisions and I just think for us to you know I'm willing i I'm coming. From a rural district that I served in Congress, I'm willing to compromise. I'm not going to compromise on the ballot. I'm not going to compromise on women's rights. I'm not going to compromise on public schools. And I think we need to um, understand that the states are going to be at the forefront of that. I'm, I'm really excited that my my good friend Gretchen Whitmer is in the same situation we are because we've seen this in states where we have incredible governors like Tony uh, Evers in Wisconsin. They have to fight against some of the most basic things. So I'm, my message nationally is is that uh, the vast majority of People agree with this. We always stretch, you know, we scratch our heads. People know that we need to do something around safe gun legislation. Mm-hmm. It pulls out the roof yet nothing happens. I think states when they're in an opportunity to make a change need to go bold.
2: Yeah. Mr. Governor I actually was going to go on that very topic. Democrats wanted to go big on the idea of gun safety. And your state touched by this uh, just a few days ago, the Mall of America, the famous mall there in Minnesota, yes. uh, five people were arrested. The fatal shooting there that sent the mall, the nation's largest into lockdown for hours on the eve of the yes. holiday. In fact, members of the New York Giants were there and had to shelter in place for a few hours. What more can be done on yes. guns, both at the state and federal level?
3: Yeah, I was in the very store uh, yesterday with my two children, 21 and 16, and they're talking about it, how how outrageous it is. Look, I served 24 years in the military. I, I have fired these weapons. I know when they did, there's a place for them, and it's the battlefield. I'm also a lifelong hunter. I'm a pheasant hunter. It's my thing. I grew up doing it, it's cultural, it's all of that. The, the common sense things that we're talking about, whether it is uh, making sure that we're, uh, we're doing good background checks, making sure that we have red flag laws, those things don't impede your lawful right to own firearms. But there are too many guns on the street. When we have 18 and 17-year-olds with illegal firearms on the streets, strengthening uh, penalties around star purchasers, uh, we need to recognize these types of things don't happen in the same numbers they do elsewhere. And people have the freedoms to do things in other countries. We need to get this fixed. And again, I come from a rural area. I come from a culture, as I said, of hunting and serving in the military. There is absolutely no argument to be made that you need these weapons of war and that there shouldn't be restrictions against them. Again, we make it difficult for an 18-year-old to register to vote, but they can buy an AR with no background check in some case. It's ridiculous. So um, I agree with you. Minnesotas, no, uh, we're not immune to this. It shakes us. We, again, are traditionally a very safe state, but we've seen a rise in violence, especially gun violence. And again, we're going to put money into the things that, that uh, stop this from happening. But I get, uh, you know, it's irritating to me when I hear Republicans say, well, you know, it's a mental health issue or something like that. We have a mm-hmm. lot of issues dealing with mental health, but many of those people are not violent. It's a gun problem. And, and we need to figure that out.
0: Uh, good for you, Tim Walls. I, I, I think it's important for us to understand that people respect strength. People respect those who, who are actually doing something that they feel is moving the country in the right direction, things that are positive for society as a whole. Great job. job. Absolutely a great job, absolutely a great job. Going back to my good old peeps, uh, let's see Michael Rodden says E2247 I'll sign the, that letter Added a few comments Copy pasted From yesterday's show Eric Hayes uh, Enjoy Minnesota Spend your life away And if you want Those policies Move to that state Nope I'm changing the policies In the state of Texas In the state of Alabama In the state of Mississippi Louisiana Arkansas North Dakota South Dakota uh, What are the uh, in all the other states Can you name the 50 states Yes I can Yes I can All right, let's continue. We got Eric Hayes says, enjoy Minnesota. I read that. Paul Fleming replying to Eric says, if you believe that, have a river for you to sell downtown Las Vegas. That is so funny, Paul Fleming. That is so funny, brother Fleming. All right, Eric Hayes says, uh, no, that's a reply. Uh, Para ver, para ver. See what Walt said. Federal surplus what? A drag on other states. No. No. Let's get it clear, Eric Hayes, in your... I mean, you're you're a smart guy. You can figure this out. I just want you to know that the blue states support the red states. Okay, Alabama, beggar state. Kentucky, beggar state. Mississippi, beggar state. Louisiana, beggar state. Texas, break-even state. Okay. Let's be clear, California, or rather, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, they give away a lot more money than they take out of our economy. Again, conservative policies cost the states money. It puts them at a disadvantage. That's why they're all bigger states. Okay? Just want to get it clear. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Emma Becker says... Elon paid $44 billion to find out there wasn't much corruption in Twitter uh, since he's taken over. There's been a huge influx of negativity and conspiracy theories that make our world worse. You know what's interesting, uh, Emma? My Twitter feed doesn't look ugly. Get away from those crazies and your Twitter feed will clean up. E224 says, Egberto, that is a daily coast campaign to save office of congressional... Uh, ethics and from gop oligarchic, uh oligarchic insurrectionists and other transnational criminals masquerading as the government got you, brother eric Hayes says that's a, that's a different one uh bridge says i think we should get rid of electors and just count the votes no gerrymandering et cetera. just vote i agree i agree all right uh, Carl Cox says What happens to Biden And classified documents Is bad However What happened with Biden Is not nearly as bad as Trump Trump stole the documents To sell the information To foreign powers The thing with Biden Is it's clear that These things were just found Maybe they were using it In the office for, for For policy Who knows right But we know what Trump Is up to E224 said Bridge It's on it Get rid of electors And just count the votes I agree uh, military has been doing mail in, so should we all, disabled people, etc.? Yes, I think so. Hey, Eric says, fix your own state accordingly. That's what we're doing here. That's why we got politics in right. We're fixing our state. That's why we have the Progressive Forum. We're fixing our states. Okay? Beep, beep. All right, Michael Renner says, Emma Bloomberg, Elon Musk becomes the first person ever to lose $200 billion. So much for him being smart, eh? Not very smart, that is. Uh, but he says, past, there is no harvesting, was debunked. Oh, what is that? Harvesting, harvesting, what is that about? I missed a comment somewhere. All right. Conservatives talk about mental health problems, then fail to fund mental health issues. And yes, single payer Medicare for all would do nicely. Yeah. Again, they have no core. Uh let's see. Eric Hayes says California is a freaking mess. California doesn't have a budget deficit. California pays its bills. California is not a bigger state. Well, I mean it, it's has a lot. Well, uh let's see. Is, I don't remember if California is a bigger state. Is California a bigger state? I don't think it is. Uh the blue states are now the bigger states. Who wrote that? Who, you know, you have to watch what you read. Oh, of course, it's a Washington Examiner. <laughs> oh, boy, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. All right, continuing, we got... Parabit, parabit, parabit. Uh, Eric K. says, Egberto, nothing begging about Texas having a $33 billion surplus. at guess what they're going to do? Give it back in tax relief. You know what? If we were smart, we'll take that $33 billion and put it into education. The reason we have a surplus is we don't invest where we should invest. healthcare, education and all these areas. Come on, grow up, people, grow up. We have that money because it's monies that we're not putting out there in the system. Pobrecito, 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 pobrecito. All right, let's see what we got here. Again, there was no ballot harvesting. The 2,000 mules has been debunked. I, I, Bridge... Uh, <laughs> Mike c is, you know, brother c is delusional. We know that. All right. Carl Cox wants Ashley Willis to be president in 2024. All right. I'll tell her about it. I'll tell her. Yes, yes, yes. I want her to be president too. to Willis, keep them ignorant and you can control them. That's it, baby doll. That's exactly right. Eric K says, grow up, uh, give back, help taxpayers. Mm. Wow, Eric. Nope. Parece que no puede penetrar tu cráneo. It looks like it can't penetrate your brain, sir, but still love you, man. Okay, again, there was no ballot harvest then. Mike Sissak getting his information from conspiracy mills again. He does. He needs to read fact checks. He doesn't. California faces $25 billion deficit in, uh, in end to surpluses. Well, we'll see what they do about it. Maybe they'll just raise taxes a bit. In California, raising $25 billion in taxes is just un poquitito, nada más. Just a little tiny bit. So maybe they'll do that. We hope they do. We hope they don't go slashing funds. All right, E2247, the Brennan Center has developed recommendations on how to fight misinformation based on analysis of how it takes root and circulates. Love that. And that article is something that brother E2247 has put on the screen Three lessons on misinformation. This is from uh, Brother E2247. Three lessons on misinformation in the midterm spread on social media. Election-related falsehood corrode American democracy and also Brazilian and others. Since 2020 lies about a stolen presidential election cropped up in dozens of campaigns for election administration position. Uh, Let's see. So go ahead and read that one. I placed it on there just for you guys to see. Uh, but we will continue with the program. Don't you have to be above 35 for president? Is it 35 or 34? I could be wrong, but I think it's 34. But I could be wrong. Uh, Michael Rudin says, 2,000 mules, mules is funny. They watch people dropping off their mail-in ballot and then think <laughs> there's a crime <laughs> in voting. Oh, my God. Sometimes the right wings amuses me. I mean, if it weren't so pathetic, it would be funny. But uh, the other item, uh, there's another item I wanted to cover here. The Pentagon budget should be cut, but don't trust Hawkins blowhard for this minute. Um, I I wanted to cover another subject here. Bear with me as I find it on Common Dreams. um, Because... It was a rather important story, I think. Uh, Where is it? Come on, people. Where is it? Well, it is called... uh, Bear with me, folks. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. It is called Ask Larry Summers. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Summers, I want to tackle that one. I want to to point something out to you guys. Article in um, Common Dreams. Who will ask Larry Summers... About his crypto shenanigans, the least the media can do before he next urges a higher unemployment rate while lounging on a tropical beach is to ask him how some ask him some hard questions. And here we go. On Tuesday, Cameron Wakelevitz. Publicly accused Barry Silbert, the CEO of cryptocurrency conglomerate DCG, of engaging in an elaborate fraud to illicit pump up the Bitcoin holdings of its subsidiary Genesis Global Capital, the Securities and Exchange Commission and Department of Justice have both opened early-stage investigations into DCG and Genesis, like to, to look into similar claims. While we, of course, condemn fraud and hope that they re- that the retail investors will be made whole, the revolving door project doesn't especially care if one crypto tech bro Silberg happened to follow in the footsteps of Mark Zuckerberg and dupe a pair of crypto tech bro twins. We do care about the individuals who are left w- with collateral damage. That the articulate of the possible con Silberg was advised the while time and another person uh, whom the Wickel twins have an infamous history, former treasury secretary. William Summers. According to a book about the rise of Bitcoin, Silbert brought on Summers as an advisor to DCG in 2016, specifically to open doors for him and his company on Wall Street and in foreign banks. At the same time, Bitcoin was still widely and rightly seen as a gimmick at best and a scam at worst. But Summers' support for Bitcoin made DCG and Bitcoin appear more respectable to investors, journalists academics and regulators all right that's where i end uh, reading that for now we should remember summers is the guy who wants there to be higher unemployment summers is the guy who wants the feds to raise interest rates on us we the people we didn't cause inflation Inflation is caused by the gouging by these corporations. Inflation is caused by a supply chain problem created by these thugs. And we should pay the price. And Larry Summers wants us to keep unemployment fairly high and he wants us to reduce the money supply because when he supports something like Bitcoin, one of the biggest frauds out there, when I say Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, one of the biggest frauds out there, Come on, man. Let's get with it. You know, I've been to a lot of uh, cryptocurrency, not a lot of them, but a few cryptocurrency uh, webinars, right? I really was hoping. I really was hoping that there was something to these currencies. There's not. It's a wish and a prayer. You know, people say, well, the dollar doesn't have anything back in it either. Yeah, it has a government back in it. There's no government backing cryptocurrency. Oh, let's see. Why was our oil supply reduced and now not put back? Go ask, the, go ask your capitalists, sir. I'm sure they'll be happy to answer you. Go ask them. You know, by the way, we have Republican Nancy Mace coming on TV now. Oh, now that Republicans are putting out the vote to end abortion I don't know why they're doing that, but you're voted with them all the time. Why wouldn't you know? So now she's all over liberal media, all over liberal media, trying to say, oh, the Republicans are doing this abortion thing that I don't like. Oh, my God. Leave the damn party. Join the people who support the policies you support. All right. Continuing, my dear friends, beautiful people. Um. Let's see. Mike C. gets information from Conspiracy Mills. Yes. Carl Cox, eat too many eggs and you get egg people on. Eat too many stew and you get in a stew. Eat too many pickles and you get into a pickle. Plain and simple. Are you trying to be funny, Brother Cox? Is that what you're trying to do, sir? It was funny. Paul Fleming says, on the first day of work, Republicans increase the deficit... By $100 billion. It's amazing, isn't it? But, you know, are you going to hear the mainstream media say that? No. Actually, I think Cox is more like $114 billion. But who cares? $10 billion here, $12 billion here, $14 billion here. Nobody cares, right? All right. Ray, uh, May Wood says, they waited till now to make it public. Yes, but they immediately reported them and turned them over. And yes, it's been investigated. And I would have held it, too, because the the Republicans would have do what they're doing with it right now, trying to make it into the same thing that affected affected Trump. So I am for exactly what they did, not release it and allow the election to be skewed by misinformation that we are poor at answering by Democrats. So, yes, did they hold back on the information very long? Yes, they did. Do I suggest that they would have suggested they do that? Absolutely so. I am not going to, next to an election, I'm not going to give Republicans more talking points than I have to. The Biden administration should come out and say, yeah, we held it back, but you got the information six days before the, the, the election, yes. So why did you hold it back? Because I didn't want the Republicans to use it as a, some sort of a, cl- a cudgel. No, we won't allow that. We're not going to play those games at all. <laughs> Paul Fleming says, even if you told him why it wasn't, Put back, he wouldn't believe it, you know? Again, when we talk and when we discuss with people on the right, it's not necessarily to change their mind. It's to change the mind of those who are capable of thinking for themselves and that are listening to the discourse. That's what it's all about. Uh, I think Mike Sisek may be too far gone, and he will only change when somebody directly, uh, when something directly impacts him. When that's when he'll change. All right, Eric K says the Dems and eighteen GOP increased the debt by one point seven trillion dollars for no reason. For no reason? Do you really believe that? Mm, wow. He believes they increase the debt for no reason. They increase the debt for no reason. I don't think that is right, sir. I don't think you're right about that. I think we should start uh, being a bit more smart in the way we do things. I honestly do. I have one more video to show you actually. Um, I don't remember if I showed it yesterday or not, but it's how George Stephanopoulos really got this particular right-wing Republican who thought everything that you saw You might remember in the house? Remember all the trouble that you saw in the house? It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Check this out. Republican Congressman from Kentucky, Andy Barr, went on to uh, this week with George Stephanopoulos. And I think George gave him just enough rope to hang the entire GOP's process for speaker selection and how they're gonna actually affect policy. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side.
2: Joined now by Congressman Andy Barr. Uh, Congressman Barr, let me begin with you. You were with Speaker McCarthy right from the start. You were one of his strongest allies. Are you concerned that he gave away too much in order to get the gavel? George, I'm really not. And I understand the American people's frustration with the delay in electing a speaker. Certainly, it's going to be a challenge to have a conference full of independent thinkers with a, th- a thin majority. Um, but, you know, not only did the framers of our Constitution expect us to debate uh, the operations of the House and the House rules and how we're going to function. That's what a healthy democracy actually requires. And if you want to understand what happened on the House floor last week, you you have to understand why the American people fired Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats and elected a new Republican majority. It's because what Scott said, because uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, used the pandemic to lock down the House of Representatives, to use proxy voting and remote committee proceedings to consolidate power in herself and a few other leaders at the expense of rank and file members and the millions of Americans that they represented to uh, eliminate transparency, uh, to write thousand-page omnibus spending bills behind closed doors. Uh, And so uh, the dysfunction was in the prior Congress. And the process that we went through this week was quite healthy from the standpoint of getting all of these issues resolved now so that we can have a template going forward to come together as a conference. We proved to ourselves. George, that we can with perseverance and a lot of hard work and a never give up attitude, we can come together and unify to advance our agenda. It will be a challenge, no doubt about it, with the diversity of opinions within our conference. But that was what was happening last week, was to forge a consensus so that when we reach issues like the debt limit, when we reach challenges, we've proven to ourselves we can come together, we can set aside our differences and ultimately compromise uh, to be an effective majority. Did, did you did you really resolve them? Now, that any single member can bring a motion to vacate the the, uh, the speaker's office. You have uh, the Freedom Caucus being given a, basically a third of the positions on the Rules Committee, which will undermine Speaker McCarthy's authority. Aren't you simply setting up a situation where, on every major spending bill, anything having to do with the debt limit, anything having to do with keeping the government open, you're going to be back in the same situation again? Well, well, let's be clear, George. Remember, this uh, motion to vacate uh, was only altered by Speaker Pelosi. We're just going back to the pre-Pelosi rule that was in place since 1910. I don't think that's an issue at all in terms of uh, creating chaos. I, I think it's it's what the House has had uh, every term before uh, Pelosi came in, into power. The other thing about diversity of opinion on committees, I actually think this is going to strengthen us and not weaken us as a conference it's going to bring us together. If there are issues, if there's difference of opinion, you want those differences of opinion to be aired in committee on the front end because you don't want those difficulties when the bill comes out of committee on the House floor. Let's have the opportunity to have an open amendment process in committee so that you forge that consensus at the beginning of the legislative process so that the bills that are brought to the House floor actually have a meaningful chance of passing. Again, this is why I I think going through uh, the difficulties of last week will serve this majority well. It will make us a more effective but, majority. But, but didn't the agreement also include an open amendment process on the floor, which sort of undermines uh, that entire premise, doesn't it? Well, I think, uh, look, uh, as you pointed out, uh, I'm a strong supporter of Kevin McCarthy. patience as William. To be open-minded and listen to all members, uh, his uh, good humor, uh, the fact that he was he was humble in his leadership style, uh, his perseverance—all of those qualities were on full display for the American people. It's precisely why he does need to be speaker in this majority. But what I would say is, those of us who were with him from the start, and those like Scott who came on board with some of the changes and reforms later on—I think we all agree that we need a better process. Um, and And I think we ended up a stronger majority as a result of some of the reforms that were put into place. Uh, And and I think we, we all are committed to being unified going forward.
0: You notice what George Stephanopoulos did. He allowed Andy Barr to go on and on about how great that fight in Congress was, how great the dissension among Republicans were, or is, or was. It was great, right? We It was democracy in action. And what he turns out to say then is that, you know, we we made sure that regular order was in effect and also uh, things done in committee as they should be so that when they come to the floor, they get a chance to pass. And Stephanopoulos just let him talk and talk and talk. And then Stephanopoulos had the kicker. Isn't it true, though, that by allowing an an unlimited amount of amendments to occur, in effect, you've defeated the purpose of the committee that that, that dissects what's actually going to be brought to the body by allowing all these amendments unfettered. Isn't that true? And ironically, his answer was, oh, I love McCarthy and had nothing to do with the answer. Just let it slide, and then the interview was over. I mean, in effect, what this results in, folks, is the is McCarthy cannot compromise on anything. The right wing will continue to run the party, and it will run the party, or well, if the party run us all into the ground for the next two years. For It's for good measure that we passed enough legislation over the last two years, over the 117th Congress, that will mitigate some of the damage they'll do. It'll slow us down. But then come 1024, it should be then the decimation of what's today's Republican Party. I agree. We should spend be a lot then. of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those. My clicker wasn't working. Anyhow. Yep, I agree. Anyhow, Emma, the dude is delusional that I can't believe he's allowed to breathe. I, I read you, Emma. Uh, E2247's New Garland has to initiate prosecutors to go after 45. Hey, I just got a, a link from you. What is uh, uh, ACY? I, I saw that. I saw that, that text that you just sent, uh, uh, Paul Fleming. I just saw that. That is not cool. Uh, Who is A C Y N now? Uh, I'm looking for that. Who's that about? On the other side, out uh, of this community with serious Democrats. Okay. All right. I'll figure that out later on. Anyhow, Carl Cox, right on from Tom C. Tom C. says, six-year-old school's teacher in Virginia, uh, six-year-old shoots teacher in Virginia. If only a good kid in the classroom had a gun to stop the shooting. Guns don't kill people. Kids do. I get the sarcasm. I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, what else we got? Michael Rodney says, "Winback said nothing of importance, but worse, he got caught. Because Stephanopoulos just showed how easy it was. Uh, Egberta, pardon that video was a waste of all our time. Come on, you know what we do. We have to show those videos because actually, I think I think you're talking about which one the the video with regards to uh, to Andy Barr. I want you to see what what that what they've become. Emma says if I want to watch a bunch of suckups, I'll watch Fox News. There you go. Deborah Meyer says. No discussion of what all House members can do together for the American people, which is what we should be discussing. Uh, House GOP can do nothing for the American people. That's true. Uh, let's see. Maywood says, really, most of our problems can be traced directly to conservative Republican homelessness, high rents, all of it was created by conservative Republican policies. That is absolutely true. Provable as well. Paul Fleming said, isn't it strange The more Republicans lie The more their viewers believe them it's a shame but somehow that that is apropos all right actually that seems to be the case and what time is it we only have about three minutes left uh let's see let's see what else we we cover here we're we're done we're done but uh david chan welcome to chaos of the house gop david chan welcome to politics done right I don't think I saluted you earlier, so welcome, and Deborah Myers. That goes for you too, as well as Emma Beckers. I love that you all are here. With please remember that we want to share what we discuss here for good reason. I interviewed somebody that was roughed up by the cops yesterday. I'll try to get that for you the tomorrow or the day after. Uh, Let's see. It's funny how Republicans talk about themselves when referencing other people. It's called projection. Repeat after me. Projection. Projection, projection, projection. But anyhow, I think it's time for me to say, folks, please support our program. How can you support our program? Simply go to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support, and you'll find all the links to support our program. I'm about to put that up uh, right now as well. So if you want to support us on PayPal, however, either one time or several times, go to politicsandright.com PayPal. You want to support us on Patreon, which we need a lot more Patreon, please consider supporting us at politicsandright.com Patreon. You want to support us on uh, by going to our store, politicsandright.com store. And you can support us at... Get in our books by getting Our Books. com slash books. Emma Baker says, have a great night, Egberto. I will. I will. And you know why? Because. Just because. I got a lot of writing to do tonight, which I will be doing. Um let's see. Um Bree says, thanks all. See you, Tom. Thanks, Egberto. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and um I'm going to try to have a special interview for you guys this week, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get it yet. I'm going to try. Thank you for liking the shirt. Uh, they're, you know, my wife finally told me what she paid for them for um, the, I got three of them for Christmas so that she said she didn't like my look on, on air. So she wanted to get a nicer cut, which is why I'm wearing such a got Three of them that I rotate out. Um, Paul Fleming says, it's sad that some of your listeners for over a year are very slow learners, if at all. It's, we're planting seeds, but it's not just for them. It's for people who seem to think like them, but are not. Actually, Paul, I think the sound is going out. Please check your system. But anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics on Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am What?